Hello, hello, hello. My name is Courtney Turner, and you are listening to Bluegrass Community Foundation's Do Good Radio Hour. Today's guest is, among many things, the Director of Philanthropy of The Nest, whose mission is to prevent the abuse and neglect of children and adults by supporting families in crisis through education, counseling, advocacy, and resources. The Nest just recently acquired a brand new space, and we are so thrilled to be spending the afternoon with them, learning about what they do and how the space is going to allow them to do what they do best, which is change lives. Here is Joellen Wilhoyt. talk about the nest. Okay. I feel like there are a thousand things that's always happening with the nest, but I want to go back to like the 10,000 feet view in the very beginning. So can you tell us first who you are and also what you do at the nest and what the nest is? Sure. Um, I'm Joellen Wilhoyt and I'm the director of philanthropy at the nest, which means I handle fundraising. And the nest, the primary mission of the nest is to help prevent abuse and neglect in children and adults. Mm. And we do that by providing education, counseling, advocacy, and support through four free programs. Mm. They're all free um, that work cohesively together to create healthier families and outcomes. And what do those programs look like? Because the way that you all help your, are, do we call them clients? Are they clients of yes, us? clients? Yes. Mm-hmm. So the way that you help your clients, it's so unique, mm-hmm. and it's something that I've never seen before. So can you explain what those four programs are? Absolutely. So first would be childcare. We have a free childcare facility, birth to five years old. And we have had babies as young as four days old. I think that's Mm. the youngest that a lot of them have seen. Um, And we provide uh, lunch, breakfast, and a snack every day for these children because a lot of our families are food insecure. So we get that taken care of. They don't have to worry. Um, And then we're also an educational facility. So it's not just a daycare. All of our teachers are um, well-versed at and extra credentialed to be able to handle um, different factors Mm. with our children, because Mm -hmm. a lot of them have experienced um, witness trauma. Right. Um, So 
um, we prepare our kids for kindergarten. That means, um, you know, they're getting all their pre-K um, educational components yeah. taken care of so that they're not behind in school when they start kindergarten. Mm. Um, so it's wonderful. And then we're the only drop-off, which is referred to as respite, child care, free child care in the whole state of Kentucky. So what does that what does that mean? So that means that if your babysitter fell through or you oh. have a job interview or you have a court appearance um, yep. and you have your child with you and you don't know what you're going to do with this child yep. to help prevent abuse and neglect, you mm. want your child to stay with someone that is responsible right. and um, trusted. Yes. Yes. So you can bring your child birth to five years old, to the nest, and just drop them off for a couple hours, the whole day, whatever you need. Oh, and that, my um, gosh. that takes a huge weight off of that parent. For sure. So it's very unique. So that's just one of our yes, programs. That's one. Okay. <laughs> Program number two. Number two is parenting. So we offer parenting classes. Usually they're court mandated, which means that the judge orders that parent to attend classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, they are either at risk of losing custody of their children or they already have. And in order to retain custody, they have to go through 12 weeks. So we have a nurturing mom's class and a nurturing dad's class. We have them separate because they used to be in class together and that wasn't too great. Sure. <laughs> because mm-hmm. people point fingers at one another. Um, and this way, a lot of the moms and dads have a support system that are going through the same thing. They can relate to each other and really bond over all of this. Build a community together. Yes, and Mm -hmm. and learn from one another. And so that's 12 weeks. They have to complete that. Mm -hmm. Um, If they have little ones that have been taken away, we have um, teachers at our facility, people at our facility, meet the foster parent and that child and the parent, we bring them all together because we want to make sure they maintain that bond. Wow. So we make sure that that bond stays mm-hmm. forever, you know, as long as we can. Um, and then our third program is family assistance, and that's kind of our gateway program into everything else. We provide basic necessity items, toiletries, diapers, mm-hmm. um, formula, car seats, um, anything you can think of that men are, that when women and men would need, right. and we are seeing 600 people a month um, in our family assistance, and it's doubled from last year. It used to be 300 last mm. year. So there's a tremendous need, and we rely on donations to have all of the items we need in stock. Right. Um, but what happens is people come in because there aren't aren't appointments at the nest. Mm-hmm. That's unique, too. It's right. kind of like we meet people where they are. Yep. They come to the door. What do you need? Yep. And um, so they come in for basic necessity items because that's just like bare bones what people yep. need. And then they see that we have all of these other programs mm-hmm. and they say, oh, my gosh, you've got a child care facility. Oh, my gosh, you have parenting. There's just different things that they can take advantage of. And um, we partner with all of the other nonprofits so we can um, refer them, recommend other right. nonprofits. So um, our fourth program is intimate partner violence. Mm. And we used to call it domestic violence. But relationships are a lot of diff- look like a lot of different things and we are we're inclusive mm. um we 
you know, work with LGBTQ community. We we want to be all encompassing. Yeah. So um, and there are stigmas around different types of relationships. Mm. When you call it domestic, a lot of times it sounds just like a man and woman. Yeah. So um, but we have court advocates that work in 17 counties Mm. and we have um, on staff attorney. Um, I should say that a lot of our folks are bilingual yeah. because we have a huge Hispanic population. So um, we pretty much cover it all. And when people file a protection um, protective order and they go to file it um, at the courthouse, they're given a date to appear in court in a mm-hmm. couple weeks, like two or three weeks. And they don't have to have legal representation, but they're told to appear. So if you can imagine a person going through this process and being afraid of the person, the perpetrator, and they have to show up at court and five feet away from them on Mm. the other side of the room is this person. um, It's very intimidating and overwhelming. So we have our court advocates in the courts Mm. during these um, these court proceedings, and we go up to that survivor and say, hey, you want us to come stand up there with you? Yeah. We can um, walk you through the process. We you, we can help you with services if you need them, um, which are all free. So um, we try to be there for them at every step of the way. And I know that a lot of these programs, especially when we talk about the intimate partner violence, what like reduction program really or support there has to be a sense of confidentiality mm-hmm. and privacy that's around that. How do you all maintain that when you're serving, you know, 600 people a month? How How is that possible? Yeah, that is really tricky. And, you know, it, it is interesting because when you bring it up, it's one of those things where we are all the people that work at the nest just kind of have that ingrained in us mm. that we don't disclose anything. Right. It's not it doesn't even it's come not up. E- you're right. It's like a non <laughs> a non issue. Non issue. <laughs> and the people that are there are so respectful. The clients that are there are so respectful mm. of every single other person. Yeah. It's really a remarkable thing because I hadn't thought about that before. Yeah. It's a lot and, of people. And it doesn't it doesn't seem to come up mm-hmm. where people know one another's business and right. tell it. Right. Um, we do try to find privacy. Um, you know, we have limited space, but mm-hmm. that segues me into something oh, yes. that's really exciting because if anybody that's been to the nest, it is a it's a beautiful home on the historic Gorgeous. registry, built in 1877, and it's. The structure is just phenomenal, just alone to come see because it's, you know, part of history. And the abolitionist Cassius Marcellus Clay lived there. Mm. Um, So it's in the middle of Duncan Park. It's a beautiful location. But we are so crowded in there that even the staff can't all be at the nest at the same time. Which is crazy considering that you're also serving 600 people a month. Yes. Like, there's no way. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a staggered schedule mm. and um, 
we were like, what are we going to do? Because we keep the numbers keep growing right. and we just don't have space. And you need to find places for people to be able to have these private conversations and feel safe. And they don't want to walk into a chaotic um lobby where there's all kinds of people yes and they're already feeling chaotic yeah Yeah. so uh we were just recently gifted an additional space Mm. by calvary baptist church they have a building right behind their location on a high street and um it is wonderful it has like split level you know upstairs downstairs so beautiful yeah yes and So now what we're going to do is we're moving our intimate partner violence and parenting over there. Okay. And then we'll keep the child care and the family assistance at the Morton House. Amazing. So it's going to help so much because um, this is going to be called the Nest Advocacy Center. Mm. And we have enough space to um, ensure privacy and confidence and people aren't on right on top of each other. Right. And we're so close to the courthouses, too. And I know that this building, you all just had an open house just a few mm-hmm. weeks ago, and I heard that it was phenomenal. But I know that there's a lot of work to be done yes. with the house. Oh, my goodness. So tell us a little bit about what's going on with the house and why it's important that this space exists like in the space that it's in. Yes. Well, so as you can imagine, there's a lot of repair yes. and, you know, painting and we need to put up partitions and there are some structural things that have to be repaired. And, um, you know, it's going to take funding. Um, so what we are doing right now is we're looking for room sponsors. So people who wanted to get involved and and take ownership of something yes. that helps the community as a whole, they're they're open to do that. And they can sponsor a room. Their name business will be on that room. It's so cool. basically their ownership, um, which would give, you know, someone a lot of pride to walk Absolutely. through that and know that you're, you're helping that many people. Because we see over 5,000 people a year. And it's, it's one of those things I try to explain. When you have a local nonprofit – and that, you know, there's there's difference because we've got nonprofits that are national. Right. And you can't always be certain that the money and the things that you're doing local are staying yep. local. But when you have a local nonprofit, it is directly impact, impacting the people around you and your community. The money stays in the community and it really does impact all of us. Mm on a on a trickle effect. Yep. Because when you heal one person, they can heal someone else and it's a domino effect. Right. And it ultimately affects all of us. It's like the Christmas Carol. For if you think about the the movie The Christmas Carol, I love. Yeah. it's one of my favorite movies of all time because of the message of that. Mm-hmm. And when Scrooge says that you know, it's not my concern, yep. why do I need to worry about this? And the 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 one um spirit comes to him and says, "Oh, this will ultimately affect you. Right. You can't you can't look away from this because it will come back around. And that is the truth. 
Mm. Now, how can people get more involved and learn more about sponsoring a room or giving a donation or donating time? What does that look like for you all? So on our website, we have everything that you could possibly want to know. Um, that's the <laughs> Nest. <Truly>. Le- <laughs> we do. Um, it's the nestlexington.org. And also people can reach out to me anytime. Um, you know, my information's on the website as well. And they can email me. They can call me. Um, I'm happy to talk about anything. And, you know, if people want to go over and see the new facility or if they want to come tour the Nest Morton House, I love to do mm. that. People are always blown away. Um, you know, it's a different thing to think about it. But when you're actually there, yes. it's just it's very moving. Yes. So, yeah, and I, I encourage people. Before we move into segment two, I do want to talk about your team for just a second, because Mr. Jeffrey White yes. is the light of my life. <laughs> the first time I met him, he hugged me so tight that I was like, are we dating? <laughs> He is so sweet and he cares so much about what's happening Mm -hmm. with people in this community and what's happening with this space. And I feel like everyone on your team has that same mindset. So can you talk a little bit about just the people that you work with and the people that you get to interact with and how that kind of like plays a role at the nest? Oh, absolutely. Everybody's that that way. Yes. We all hug people. Yes. And um, there is a hundred percent commitment from all of our staff. That's what's so unique. I've worked in a lot of different um, worlds. Yep. <laughs> and That's the one thing that really stands out at the nest is that every single person is fully invested in Mm -hmm. what we're doing and they are selfless. They put everybody else before them and they go completely, completely out of their way every single day. It's just a matter of course. Um, And just knowing that when you're having a rough day or it's stressful um, or you're not feeling that great. It keeps you motivated. Yep. It keeps you, you know, on task. And the other thing is, is when you go over to see these kids during the day, that's one thing. Mm. Having a bad day or not, you know, feeling kind of down. Right. All you have to do is go over to childcare and see these kids, and they are just having the best. Yeah, the best time. Yes. And. We celebrate their birthdays um, because we have a little kitchen there and we can make them cupcakes and things. And we make a big fuss over all of them so that they get personal attention and you can just see them thriving. So I think when you can see um, people who first come in, clients that first come in, and then you see them a couple weeks later or Mm -hmm. months later, and you can see the difference, it's right there evident in front of you. It just does something for you because you can actually tell that what you're what you're doing matters. It, you have a, an example right in front of your face that you are making a difference. So I think that's that's the most beautiful thing. Ugh, I love. Okay, Miss Joellen. Yes. We are going to move into what I like to call BGCF fast facts. Oh, which wow. is where I'm going to ask you a question, and without thinking about it too much, you're going to oh, give gosh. me the first answer that pops up. Okay. Are you ready? I don't know. Are you ready? I'm I- so scared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, let's do it. What are you reading right now? What am I reading? Oh. Besides your own book. Um, yeah, my own book. <laughs> um, okay, gosh, I'm reading several things. Um, I'm reading the Poisonwood Bible. Oh, I don't know if you've ever no. read that before. It's fabulous. So I highly recommend that. Okay. Um, 
it's kind of like, you know, um, it's got some historical significance, mm-hmm. um, but it's it takes place, you know, with this family that has gone on a missionary trip oh. and um, over to Africa. And so I don't want to spoil it, yes. but it's very, it's amazing. Mm. What are you watching right now? What am I watching? This is going to be, this is going to be funny. I'm so excited. But... My son, who's 21 years old, and he said, Mom, just give this a shot because okay. you're going to think this is silly, but it's one of the best things I've ever seen, Dragon Ball. You know the anime oh, yes. of Goku? Oh, yes. Dragon Ball Z. Yep. That series, it's a cartoon. Yeah, it is. And the plot of it and the details and the dialogue, it is better than most movies you will ever watch. I live with a partner uh-huh. who is anime obsessed, and I've never cared, mm-hmm. ever. No, I hadn't either. The only experience I had with Dragon Ball Z was when I was in first grade. Um, I had a little boyfriend named Christian, and if <laughs> I watched one episode of Dragon Ball Z with him, he would give me one sugar. So oh, I was that's, like, I will watch this all right day there. long. <laughs> but now that I have this partner who just loves anime, we have really done a deep dive, and they are so they're so good. Good. I mean, really, it's you get completely invested yes. in these characters, and it's intense. There are some where I'm like, yeah. uh, not really my bag, but but I love Goku. So good. Oh my like, gosh. I don't know if he were real. I don't know what I would do. It's so but, handsome. <laughs> So handsome. What are you listening to right now? Oh, gosh. Oh, I listen to everything. Um, oh, I, so every weekend, my son and I, we do karaoke in our living room. Mm. So um, I'm sure our neighbors can hear us. So fun. Until three in the morning. Yes. And I'm not exaggerating. So, oh, gosh, I listen to everything. Just a hodgepodge. The most recent thing would be Steely Dan because Steely Dan is one of my favorite bands of all time. Mm. And since they were just going to be here with the Eagles, um, I was getting all hyped up for that. And then they, you know, one of the band members got sick. Yeah. And, but so then I got into my Steely Dan kick because I was getting myself prepared. You know, I love it. I have a younger cousin whose favorite band is Steely Dan. Yeah. And Steely Dan. they got tickets and she cried. <laughs> so hard. I was I like, know. I don't want to do. What are you eating right now? I'm being really good oh, about good. my eating good for you. because you know what? Um, okay, so in two days, uh huh. Is that two days? No. What's today? Sixteenth. Yeah. 17, 18, three days. I turn fifty three in three days. So um, I'm just paying a little bit more attention to things because my cholesterol is a little bit higher. My A1C is a little bit higher. And so I'm eating really good stuff. I'm trying to incorporate a lot more vegetables Mm -hmm. um, and lean meats. And now I still have chocolate every day. Of course you have. Because it's like a vitamin for me. It really does help me. Um, But yeah, I'm just... My favorite, I would say I could eat Mexican food every mm. day of my life. And okay. I love spicy. I mm. love hot. Hot, spicy. So that's kind of my jam. I love it. Okay. Yeah. What are you most scared of? Most scared of? Um, this is going to be, well, you know, I kind of have a fear of water. I do. I like to be near water. Uh-huh. I like to be on water. I like to be... 
above water. Right. <laughs> I just don't really care for being in water. Right. I had an experience when I was a really little girl, and I'm super sensitive and empathetic and to mm-hmm. the degree that mm-hmm. if something happens to me, it's probably not traumatic to other people, but to me it is. For sure. So I had a thing happen to me with water mm-hmm. when I was little that stayed with me my whole life. Um, and I can swim. Right. It's just it's just um, one of those things that I've got a I've got a feeling, a residual feeling that yep. always comes up when I'm in water. There's also like a weird thing about the pressure that water puts on your body and it makes you feel like you're floating. Yeah. There's something well, kind of Well, here's about the thing. It. I have to wear contacts because I can't see. Yep. And you also can't breathe in water. Right. So I feel completely helpless if I if I can't see and I can't breathe and if I can't touch the ground, yeah, then I'm like, there. what in the world is happening? This is not normal. No, that's not meant for me. No. And that's okay. Yeah. On the opposite side, what are you most proud of? Oh, gosh. What I'm most proud of probably is my creation of my son, my son mm-hmm. because He is the sweetest person. He's Mm -hmm. the kindest person. He's so empathetic, which I really, you know, it's really hard to teach that. He was just born that way. But I think I've reinforced that. He really cares about other people. He's very thoughtful. Um, You know, he does little gifts. It's so funny. Uh, I mean, he's 21. And that's supposed to be the age where you're you're really aloof. Yeah. Yeah. But no, we have, you know, we spend time together and... Um, he's, I don't, he's just a really special person. Um, I'm trying to think like, you know, got me flowers for no reason a couple weeks ago. Um, like a pot of flowers so that I could put them in on something. And, um, he's just, just thoughtful, very, he's from a different time. Mm. I would say he's not really from this this mm. era. What's his name? <laughs> his name's Kalen. Kalen. And it means powerful warrior in Irish, Ga- Gaelic. love. Yeah, so he, he basically is a powerful warrior. Ugh. Who brings flowers. That <laughs> <laughs> has a softness, sweet, yes. a sweetness about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who do you look up to? I look up to, um, gosh, there's so many people that I look up to. I really look up to my parents because I had two very stable, (laughs) like one of them wasn't loopy, Uh like that happens sometimes in homes. But no, I had two very stable, intelligent, um, caring, um, decent Mm -hmm. parents Mm -hmm. um, on opposite sides of the spectrum. My dad's a scientist. My mom is a technical writer, psychologist. Um, so left and right brain things yep. going on there, but they are so kind. Mm. Um, it it means a lot to them that they always are considerate of other people mm-hmm. and what's around them. Like we're out in public, they're very considerate of other people's space, and I don't. They just they're just so um, just so decent. Mm-hmm. They're just so decent and. Um, very grounded. And they've allowed me in my life to explore and go outside the box. Yes. Because they are so grounded. I always felt that security where, okay, so I can do all these zany things, Uh um, even though they're like, how did we have this child? (laughs) But it's that is what it is. It's it's allowed me a freedom Mm. to completely explore and do things and always know that there's kind of like a home base there. Yeah. 
and some practical advice if I need it. Mm. What are their names? Jewel and Joseph. That is so good. And the other thing with them, oh my goodness, and this is why... I, I mean, I'm not yeah. trying to announce this, but I am single. Yeah. This is part of the reason <laughs> why uh-huh. is because they started dating in ninth grade and my dad runs my mom's bathwater every morning of their life. And they've been together 54 years, I think. It is. Yeah, 54 years. And my they have an official date night once a month. Um, where they go on an official date. My dad will actually leave the house, call my mom from his cell phone from somewhere else and ask her out. And they go out on a date once a month. Um, they, they've they made it impossible for me. The bar is impossible. really high. Like they are just so, oh, um, and they have so things like good. every year, um, the challenge is who's going to be the first to throw the snowball at the other one inside the house. So the first little inkling of snow, my dad's out there trying to scrape up a little snowball so that he can come in and be the one that throws it at my mom first. They just they have all these things. Oh, and they have hair night because my dad is retired scientist. So my dad puts the gloves on, makes the little concoction from the box, and he dyes my mom's hair and sets the timer and then washes her hair out. And her hair looks so natural. Yes. Jewel has won the lotto. I know. They are just ridiculous. And I'm not saying my mom doesn't do things for my dad, but it's just, they are just so, they totally are best friends. Yeah, they're best friends. And not to say they don't disagree or whatever, but completely respectful of each other and just wonderful. Well, now I know I'm going to go home and be like, why don't you ever dye my hair? (laughs) Hello. Right. Right. (laughs) Good luck finding that. Truly. What are you most looking forward to? Well, immediately, the most um, exciting thing is that, so I have my one book mm-hmm. that I've published. Well, it has a traditionally you know, published deal. Yeah. Um, and it's this interactive safety book for children. And then I just finished my second book with my dear friend, um, singer-songwriter Buffy Lawson. And we just finished the book, and we have written a soundtrack to accompany the book so when people are reading they can there's a qr code and they can um get into the song right there that you know that chapter is going going to sync up with that song um so i'm real excited about getting a publishing deal for this one we're we're going to look for something a little different than yeah my my book's publisher because it's going to be unique yeah but yeah i'm most excited immediately for that because i think it's real and it's a very touching story um it's a kids book but I, th- I think adults will really relate to mm-hmm. it, and it has a really great message. It's uplifting. She and I started writing it during COVID because we were going crazy. Of course. So we would call each other on our cell phones um, from our homes and put each other on speakerphone, and we wrote the book together oh, on our computers through our phone. And that's that's what we decided to do with our time, and we wanted it to be really positive, so it kept our mind on something yeah. that was inspirational, and so it helped us, you know, stay upbeat and happy, and yeah. um, during a time that was pretty challenging. Does it have a title yet? It does. It's called Eerie Deary. Oh, so yeah, I love. <laughs> be on the lookout. Yes. Why do you love our community? 
oh my gosh, you know what? The, this community restores my faith in humanity all the time, mm. especially in times like COVID when it was tough and we had people that were already facing difficulties and challenges and COVID was compounding all yep. of their situations. Yep. And I did a big call to action. Um, I, I called it COVID relief. And I created a COVID relief fund for the nest. And I just reached out mm. to everyone to try to keep money coming in. Yep. The response was unbelievable. And I know other people were struggling too. Right. So it really does, it, it really does restore your faith in mm that people there are a lot of people that do care about their fellow human yes and um and they know that you know it comes back around anything you do for other people it it really does full circle come back around to you so it's just very um unique i think our community lexington is not super small right but um there is a connectedness about our community yeah. Um, and a lot of people know people who know people, knew, you know, and there's a lot of that, a lot yep. of networking for the right reasons here. Mm. Why do you love yourself? Oh, goodness. I love myself because I truly care about things. Um, I am I'm not really jaded, mm. you know, like. At 50-something years old, and I've seen a lot, and I've, you know, yeah. I've been in a lot of different worlds, but I would say that at the core of my, my being, the essence of who I am, I really care about other people. Um, I still get very um, moved and passionate about things, and um, I have so much love, mm. and that's what I always try to, like, put out there anywhere I go, even if I go to CVS pharmacy, yeah. I don't care. I'm always trying to put out light and love. Yep. And I think people feel that I have mm. people close to me tell me that they feel that. So um, I know that's what's unique about me. Yeah. Last question. How can people learn more about The Nest? Give us contact information, websites, sure. social medias, all of the goods. Um, so the, the Nest Lexington spelled out dot org is our website. Um, my name's Joellen Wilhoyt, and you can look for me on the website. Um, I can give my cell phone number if you want me to. Sure. Um, it's 859-327-7966. Um, so you can contact me that way. My email address is jwilhoyt at thenestlexington.org. Great. Um, and gosh, I mean, even coming over to The Nest, if you yes. want to come over, because we're open from nine, really from nine to four Monday through mm -hmm. Thursday is the best time to, to come by. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I'm happy to show people what we've got going on because there's a lot more coming. Mm. Joellen, thank you so much for being here. This was such a joy. This was I so wonderful. I loved it. And it was so fast. It was so fast. <laughs> yes. I enjoyed it, Courtney. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I, yes. I've thoroughly enjoyed. We've already got plans for you to come back. So we will uh, definitely be seeing you next wait. time. I can't wait. Thank See you. you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Do Good Radio Hour, brought to you by Bluegrass Community Foundation. We'll be back next week right here on Radio Lex, or you can listen to us anytime on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. In the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at BGCFKY 
or visit us at bgcf.org to stay up to date on all of the latest giving and do-good opportunities in our community. Until next time, I'm Courtney Turner. Do good and be well. You are listening to the Do Good Radio Hour on Radio Lex, WLXU 93.9 LP FM Lexington. Our theme song is Happy Tune, written and performed by Brother Smith. The views expressed on this podcast are not necessarily the views of Radio Lex, its board of directors, or Bluegrass Community Foundation. The views expressed are solely my own and the guests'.